Do you need inspiration? How about some encouragement? Does your faith seem to fail you at times? Welcome to Talking with Tabitha. I'm your host, Evangelist Tabitha Struther. Come in. Let's talk about it. I'm here to encourage you, inspire you, uplift you during these turbulent times where it seems that our world has gone topsy-turvy. The educational system seems to be broken. We don't know about the economy and everything and everyone sometimes seem to have lost their minds. So what do we do? Come in and let's talk about it. Let's enjoy each other. Let's find hope and inspiration and joy through it all. Sit back, relax, and let's have fun together. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. It is your friend, Evangelist Tabitha Struther, and this is another episode of Talking with Tabitha. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. I do not own the rights to the Clark sisters. You brought the sunshine, but I definitely want you to hear a little bit of it because it makes you just feel so good, doesn't it? The sunshine, but I definitely want you to hear a little bit of it because it makes you just feel so good. About the We're going to talk about just a minute. Why that I, I want you to listen to it a little bit later on, but before we get into the um, you brought the sunshine. I need for you to know that Jesus is the sunshine that we are talking about. Amen. And we are, we are talking about that. Didn't that song make you feel good, Miss Pam? Amen. Amen. I can't admit God is my sunshine. He's my everything. And I, hey, ladies, hey, ladies, I want you to know that that song made me feel good. And because of the topic that we are talking about today, I need something to make me feel good because it always makes me feel good when someone can tell me how I can keep my money in my pocket or in the bank and how I can make some more of it. Amen. Amen. So as we um, go into our our topic for this evening, we're going to just pray really quickly and we're going to get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being great, awesome, and mighty. We thank you now for this lesson, this topic. We thank you that we are able to merge our faith and our finances together. We thank you for this mighty, powerful woman of God allowed to come and teach us and talk to us about our wealth, oh God, that you have already given us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 So again, I welcome you to Talking with Tabitha, and I want to introduce to you this mighty, powerful, phenomenal educator and financial coach that we have with us today. Her name is Miss 
Pamela Connard. A Connor, please forgive me for messing up your name, Pamela Connor. Now, this is a powerful woman of God, and what she has done because of her uh struggles, as we would say, living paycheck to paycheck, she has by God's grace um adopted a method or has overcome that struggle that some people live with, and now she is teaching others how to get out of that financial uh, strain that we have been so bogged down with or that some have been so bogged down with. So she's teaching others how to duplicate the method that she used and is using to become financial free and to meet your financial goals. I am excited. I am just so excited and glad to have my sister in Christ <laughs> this phenomenal woman, this financial coach with us this evening to talk to us and to teach us about biblical principles and how to merge our faith and our finances together. Miss Pamela Kennard. Kin nope. I done messed it up. It's fine. That's okay. Pam, 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 Pam. Miss Pam. You can call me Miss Pam. Thank you so much. For joining talking with Tabitha today. So thank you we're for inviting. Whew, girl, I'm ready. I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. I played the music. I told you before when we were talking earlier. That song, you know, kind of gets you going because you brought the sunshine. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm happy because Coach Pam is here and <laughs> you know, Jesus and already brought the sunshine this morning, new grace and mercy. And yes. Miss Pam. Coach Pam is here to talk to us and tell us about how she's bringing the sunshine and teaching us about our finances. So, Coach Pam, tell us a little bit about how you got started or why you got started. Well, how I got started is um, a short, uh, the short version of how I got started. Um, I became a single parent a few years ago. Um, via divorce and uh, a lot of uh, things, you know, transpired because of that, that divorce. I was a stay at home mom the whole time. I did not work out one job during the course of my marriage. So I stayed there, nurtured my family, nurtured my children, made sure, you know, everything was taken care of on the home front. Fast forward, I ended up getting a divorce. So that means everything fell on me. So I had to learn money. I had to relearn how to live on one income and how to support three other little ones beside myself. And a lot of the, the difficult moments that I went through, a lot of the, the, the struggles, so to speak, that I went through, the hardships, the the learning, I call it learning processes, you know, the what where I thought I failed, um, it was just a learning process. And because of all of those, you know, factors, it led me to where I am now. Okay. Well, I'm glad that it did because now you are able to teach others and to show others how they too can mm -hmm. overcome hurdles. And yes falls and struggles that life throws our way because yes. it's not always by choice 
sometimes it's by force that exactly. we are put in situations. Mm -hmm. But God. But, but God. God. So but thank God. You. Thank you for and um, sharing. And so, I wanted to say this. I'm in a cut off. And a lot of times when we find ourselves in a difficult situation, uh, where we feel like the difficult situation may seem impossible, I want I want the viewers to know, those who are listening, just because you are in a difficult situation, it doesn't mean impossible. The only thing difficult means is that you are in a new place and you have to learn new strategies. You, you have to learn how to work new strategies. So when, when you're going through a difficult moment, don't think that uh, it's impossible to get to where you want to be. It's just gonna be something new that you're doing and you're not accustomed to it. That's where our mindset come in. Oh, this is impossible. I can't do this. But difficult does not spell impossible. Difficult just means you're learning something all over again and you're not used to it. That's great. Because sometimes people do feel that, you know, because they are in a new place or in a new situation, then, you know, it's too hard. They can't do it. They don't know how or um they're not going to get through it. And some people feel, well, I'm too old to learn something new or I've done it this way for a long time, but that is not the case. So That's tell us um, a little bit about merging faith with your finances, because um, as a Christian and a young, young girl growing up, you know, I was just taught, oh, you just pay your tithe and God will provide, you know. And then as I got older, I was taught tithe and offering. Well, then I had to learn the difference between the two. And then, you know, I always felt in my heart or heart of hearts, as we say sometimes, that it was a little bit more to it. And then, you know, I was like, well, if God owns everything, then why can't I have more? Mm -hmm. so why can't I have more? Why is it supposed to be enough just to go to work and get a check and come home? Why can't I have more? So let's talk about merging that faith, Coach Pam, with our finances. Well, one of the things the Bible teaches us in Romans, it tells us to transform our mind, to renew our mind. So we must start with our mindset. When we, what mindset or what perspective do we have of God? If God is our heavenly father, which he is, and he has promises stored up for us that we have not yet received and we're sowing and planting seeds and we're not seeing that, then it all leads back to am I do I have a right perspective, a correct perspective, a right paradigm of who God is to me, who God really is? Do I have a right perspective of God's character, God's nature? Because God's very character and nature is good. He is always good to his children. So when we're not experiencing that goodness, it leads us back to what is our mindset? 
And when we have a mindset of scarcity and um, not to, you know, offend anyone, if you grew up and you didn't have very much, then your mindset is going to always be to hoard and have a closed hand and not to, you know, give really. So um, we have to be able to shift our thinking from scarcity and lack according to, you know, the word of God and move it into abundance because God says he will not withhold any good thing from those who love him and walk up right before him. He won't withhold any good thing. So if I'm experiencing the goodness of the Lord, I'm experiencing the love of the Lord because it's the goodness of the Lord that draws us to repentance. Mm. That's good. That's good. So Coach Pam, what are some things that I should be doing with my finances? Um, okay, I get my, my check. I go to work and there is my check. Mm -hmm. What first thing that I should do? Well, with me being a believer, the first thing that I would I do with my money is set aside my tithes. And we we all know with being as as believers, uh, we know what the 10% is. We know that you know whatever God lays on our heart to give, that is what we, we give. But okay. after that, this is where a lot of people miss it because they want to give their money to everyone else and then put themselves last. You give, give to God, and then give to yourself. You invest in yourself. And a lot of times we skip over that straight to the part of paying bills and giving all of our money to creditors and, you know, paying on, you know, various loans and you know, personal uh, loans and things of that, credit cards and things of that nature. And then when we look up, we don't have any bread left for us because we didn't gave all our bread away. That's right. So we have to learn how to give first to God and give and invest in ourselves second. And then from there, you begin to manage what is in your hands with what you and your family have going on. That's, that's good. We have a question. Uh-huh. How can I manage my financial woes living on a very small fixed income and having no assistance from anyone else? I've been there. I've done that. I was a single mom living on one income. I, I'm a teacher um, and I've been a teacher for about 15 years. This year been 15 years. And um, a good portion uh, of that been with me just managing on my own on a fixed income. So my suggestion is take a look at your spending. Your spending is going to be key in what you keep, the coins that you keep and the coins that you don't keep. Your spending habits, 
are going to be key. Look at how you're spending your money. Look at what you're spending your money on because that's very key. And um, the truth be told, um, when we make little purchase, purchases here and little purchases there, thinking, okay, $5 is not going to uh, do anything to my spending plan. Uh, $3 is not going to do anything, but you add it up. Especially if you're you're going to um, your favorite coffee shop um, five days a week, spending five dollars, that's twenty five dollars a week. That's money that you can have in your pocket. That's money that can go that 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 can stay into your household. So look at your spending. I will say start with what you're spending. Look at what you're spending your money on, and. 99.99% of the time, when we take a hard look at our spending habits, what we're spending and how much we're spending on things, then we'll see, okay, I can, I can adjust right here in this area. I can do a little bit better over here when it comes to, you know, keeping coins inside the house. So my suggestion is take a look at your spending and see where you can adjust or readjust. That would be my suggestion. Okay. Another thing is when we're talking about cutting corners, some people um, look at couponing and, and things of that sort. What are your uh, takes on that? Well, when I was a single mom to help me save money, what I did, and I'm not promoting anybody else's business or uh, and or trying to get myself in trouble, but what I did, I downloaded um, the Dollar General app, and you know, um, Family Dollar too. They have an app, and Fred's they have an app. And uh, my biggest one was Dollar General because they always have a sale on toilet paper. They always having a sale on um, laundry detergent, dish detergent, and all of those things, essentials that your household needs. So that's what I did. I downloaded uh, the Dollar General app. And also um, what I did, I, I used to uh, use coupons.com and my coworker got me hooked on to that. And uh, because she was couponing and she got me, you know, hooked on to uh, couponing at that time during that season. And um, with coupons, they are very, very helpful. They help you. They really do help you save money. And I became so good with the coupons and um, this me, a family of four, me and my uh, little ones, three. So it was four of us. I had got good, really good with $60 a week. $60 a week. Because what I used to do, I used to cook enough. I used to plan out my meals. Meal planning is key in helping you save money. You'll be surprised about how much money you can save just by meal planning. I used to plan out my meals. I used to come up with a menu for me and my children. And with that menu, I used to go, you know, make a grocery list. And that grocery list, I used to, you know, buy only what I needed. And 
since I was trying to lose weight at the time too, I didn't do too many treats and stuff like that. If we wanted treats, it would be something special. But what I did, I cooked enough for two days for us to have leftovers because I'm managing a family. I really didn't have the time to stand at the, the stove every night cooking, you know, dinner. So whatever saved me money, I did that. And time, I did that. So meal planning, that's another way, you know, that you cut, you know, cut out the extra. Meal planning. And yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. I, when my husband was over the road driving, my children were young. They mm -hmm. were you know, really small then. And by them being small, me working, it was hard, you know, in school and baby, baby and him being gone all week. I remember meal planning yes. and I was at the grocery store. And I remember it, things were really tight back then. Mm -hmm. But I remember that was a help planning the meals, knowing what we were going to eat. And like you said, sometimes you would have enough for two days and that mm -hmm. would help, because it was, you know, the four of us here at the time during the week because he was gone. So that, that was a great help. So mm -hmm. thank you for that reminder. So now that it's just the two of us here, <laughs> we might need to go back to that. And still, <laughs> you know, now that you know we're on the other side and planning for, retirement and we're going to get to that in a in a few but that is a great reminder that helping to lose weight and just helping to save money that meal planning is something great we mm -hmm. do have a question what method do you recommend for paying down debt that's a good I, question i the way that i do uh used to do in the past um and that i will still do um, I would, I, the world, the financial world call it debt snowballing. And what debt snowballing is, you, you make a list of all of the loans that you have, starting with the smallest to the greatest. And uh, what you want to do, you want to start with the smallest loan. I say, some people say start with the, the loan with the highest interest rate. I say, uh, start with your smallest loan first and start paying that off. And when you pay that off, go to the next one. And then you, you continue into, you know, that's how a lot of people, you know, you hear a lot of people say they, you know, became debt free. They did it by debt snowballing. That means they paid off that small loan and then they went on to the next loan until everything was paid off. But start with that smallest loan. And I say start with the smallest loan because when um, you try to top tackle a big debt, that you already feel like, okay, you're already feeling overwhelmed. You already feel like your dollar is being stretched to the max. You already feel like, you know, it's just frustrating. What starting off with that smallest loan will do, it will give you, uh, it will give you that okay factor. Okay, I can do this. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. 
but it will also keep you from being overwhelmed. It will also keep your dollar from being stretched to the max because you're starting off with that smallest loan and it will make you feel like, okay, it is doable. I can do this. I can work this plan because it's, it can fit into my lifestyle. And that's that's another thing. When you're looking, you know, to, you know, get out of debt and um, become debt free, you already, you know, overwhelmed. You just want to know an easy way out that won't be frustrating. And debt snowballing is a very good method to start with when you're looking to become debt free and paying off your debt. But um, start with that smallest loan first. That'll keep you from being overwhelmed and put towards any extra money. I mean, you'll be surprised if you put $20 every week, $5 every, every week. You'll be surprised how much money that will, how far that will take you in helping you pay that loan off. So any extra that you can put towards that small loan, do it until you get it paid down. But do it with what's comfortable for you and your spending plan. So that's snowballing is the method that I will recommend for paying down debt. And would you recommend the same thing with credit cards? Yes, because uh, credit cards are a part of debt. That that's part of debt. That uh, that goes from car loans um, to mortgages to uh, personal loans, credit cards, whatever debt you have, you can use the debt snowball method to pay it down. Thank you. Thank you. That That is great. That is great. Now, some people, because we're saying faith and finances, some people may feel like, well, you know, if I have faith, then uh, you talked about paying yourself. Why should I pay myself? Um, if I have faith, then, you know, God is going to provide. If I have faith, should I be getting, you know, a loan in the first place? Can you elaborate on some of that? Well, the first, um, the first statement, because that was like a two-part <laughs> yeah. um, statement that you made. The first part where you talk about paying your tithes and paying yourself, why you want to pay yourself. The reason why it's important to pay yourself is you're investing in yourself. Who else is going to invest in you? Who else is going to say, okay, when it's time for you to retire, who else is going to say, I'm going to take care of you? So when you invest in yourself, you're not investing for the, the, the right now, the, the, the now, you're investing in your future self. So that's why it's important to invest in yourself. And not only you're investing in your future self, but you're setting yourself up for success because when something is, God forbid, anything were to happen, and when emergencies happen, you'll have that cushion. And a lot of times people become frustrated and irritated 
and mad with the world because they haven't taken the time out to do their due diligence and invest in themselves. And now they have to go get a personal loan and dig themselves in, in further debt and, you know, go ask someone, you know, family member or whoever, close friend for, you know, help when you could have structured your finances in such a way where you invest in yourself and put that money aside. I don't care if it's $10 a week, $5 a day. I don't care how much it is. You make yourself valuable enough. When we value ourselves enough, we will invest in ourselves. When we see ourselves as, I, I say, I'm another bill. I am oh, another wow. bill. I have to pay my bill. That's the mindset I have with everything else that I have to pay. So I am a bill. I'm paying, I'm paying me for my future. Because I don't plan to be working until I get 60 years old. <laughs> That's my, I'm, 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 that's my, that's my belief. I'm, I'm, you know, believe in God for. (laughs) So so that's why we want to invest in ourselves. That's why it's important to invest in yourself because we don't want to owe nobody anything, but to love them as the Bible says. And go ahead. some methods and and I think I can, you know, some methods that we can invest in ourselves. Are are you speaking of um IRAs? Are you speaking of the Roth IRAs? Are you speaking of mutual funds? What exactly are you saying? How should we invest in ourselves? When I say invest in yourself, we're gonna take it all the way elementary, make it simple. Before you can get into, if you're, if you living on a fixed income, the truth of the matter is your money is precious. So with that being said, let's go all the way back. When you invest in yourself, you want to start putting money up into a savings account. That's how we start investing in ourselves. Start putting your money in a savings account. I don't care if it's $5, $10, whatever, whatever you have, whatever you can do, do it and build that up. And the purpose, when you save, don't just save, save with a purpose. When you invest in yourself, you invest in yourself with a purpose to do something else. So the purpose of investing in yourself is to create a savings. And when you create that savings and you got it up to a nice amount, then you take some of that and start investing that. But that's another conversation for another day. You take some of that money and start investing. Open you a, a portfolio. That, that includes, uh, you can do your retirement, um, set up your retirement account, or you can do a singular, you know, account. That's up to you. But um, whatever you do, start saving that money. And when you, you know, 
make out your savings, do it with a purpose. Are you saving for to invest? Are you saving to make a, a major pur a purchase? Are you saving for a down payment on a house? Are you saving for a down payment on a car? What you're saving for? Because um, with, with us as being human, we always like to have purpose attached to what we're doing or else, you know, we're not going to really put our heart and mind into it. So we always want to have purpose attached to everything that we do when it comes to our finance. We want to assign every dollar purpose to every dollar that we have. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Thank a purpose. Mm -hmm. A purpose. We need to do that. And another another thing I like that you said that you know you think of yourself as a bill. So I am a bill. So when I begin, um, or you know, I already do this, but if we think of ourselves as you know, pay your tithe, then you pay yourself, then you pay your bills. Mm -hmm. Begin to you know that mindset changing our mindset because mm -hmm. you are investing in you and mm -hmm. I am worth investing in. I am an investor, yes. so I like that. I yes, like that. and I also want to add the Bible tells us He gives seed to the sower, and a lot of times I know um, a lot of times in the Christian community. We use that with sowing into other people. But have we ever thought that God gives seed to me as a sower so I can sow into myself? All right. God gives seed to the sower. And we must, uh, a lot of times, uh, <clears throat> something that I always do when God brings money into my household, when he brings money into my hands, I pray over that. I ask God, is this seed for someone else? Is this seed for me and my household that will produce a crop for later? Is this bread? Because God also told us in his word, he would give us daily, our daily bread. And you can't sow your bread expecting a harvest. You sow your seed and get a harvest. And a lot of times we eat up our bread. We eat it up. And have wow. no bread left for later. Because we have eaten it all. All up. So God gives us seed to sow into others' lives, and he gives us seed to sow into our own lives. And then he gives us bread, but we can't eat up our bread. We have to store up that bread for, you know, when we need it later. That's good. Yeah, that real good. Cause I never thought about it like that. You know, I, I do pray when I, you know, get something and I thank God for it. And mm -hmm. I usually, no matter what it is, I usually pay a tithe off of it or mm -hmm. give an offer, but I never thought about it in that mindset or in mm -hmm. that manner. 
So Coach Pam, I thank you for that because that is a mindset. You can't eat up your bread or sow it and don't have anything to eat for yourself. That's good. Yes, that's, that's good. just like, I'm sorry. That's just like you going grocery shopping. Our money is no different. We go grocery shopping. We bring the food into the house. Do we let all of our, do we let our children eat up everything that's in the house? Everything that we went to the grocery store to purchase? No. Do we get in the kitchen and cook up everything that we have bought from the store? No. The things that we go, we go get from the store is for, for the present moment and future moments. So that's how we have to look at our money. The money that we're getting in our hands is for now and for the future. So that's why we have to be able to manage our money in such a way and structure our money in such a way that our current needs are being met, but our future needs are going to be met. So that is a two-part thing. We're looking at it in the the now and in the future. So we got to think about ourselves now and our future selves. That's good. That is good. I, I like that. That's real good. And again, changing our mindset for those of uh -huh. you who are tuning in or just coming on. I am here with coach Pam. We are talking about faith and finances. She is a financial coach, financial strategist. She is an excellent teacher. She has been there, done that, so to speak. And now she is teaching others how to do it. And she's using biblical principles to do it with. And I thank God for her. She has given us some great nuggets here this afternoon, and she's helping us to yeah. answer some questions um, about what we uh, should be doing not just a, if you you know some people may not be a believer but she is still giving us some good questions about how we should be doing with our finances and especially in times like these because things are tight and before it's over with they may be tighter i'm tighter i'm a believer so i'm looking at it through the biblical perspective and as I believe the Bible is just un unveiling, you know, so we have to be good stewards over what God has given us. Mm -hmm. That's right. I believe, and I see that God is still blessing in the midst of what is going on. But even so, if he uh, happens to decide that this afternoon, he's going to bless me with one of my millions today. Amen. Good steward over that. So I will still pay my tithe and offering, pay myself before I do anything else. Thank you for that, that nugget. So um, as we continue, we, you know, we're still talking and talking about uh, investing in ourselves. And you mentioned something about retirement. For some reason in the black community, we don't seem to want to invest or begin to Think about that rainy day. Think about retirement. Um, or you're talking about the here, you know, here right now. We we look at that, but we don't always think about what's coming ahead. Maybe until we're 50. But by then, 
sometimes in some cases it's a little too late because you kind of on the downside and retirement is usually 62 i believe 63 i'm not you know somewhere in there and um so what are some suggestions what are some things that you can talk to us about um being prepared and getting ready for that even the now well i would say what i said uh earlier don't i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna put it like this as believers we live our lives in the given and don't get me wrong i can give with the best of them i i can plant seeds i can I, i i'm a believer i believe in giving i believe in sowing i believe in reaping but we just can't stay in that phase because after we give we have to live and i'm gonna say that again after we give we have to live and what does that mean when we 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 sow our seeds when we give to into the kingdom of god we still have to live we have to leave that building we have to we as now which with this pandemic her prime example we have to live we can't stay in the god's gonna do it he's gonna take care of it when he's giving you the ability the skill sets to go out and get what is rightfully yours. I'm gonna say this, and I hope I hope your viewers don't stone me for this, but God has done everything he said he was going to do. God has done everything he is going to do. He has done everything. He didn't send his son down here to die he didn't send it he didn't he didn't gave of his most precious precious valuables and that is his son he didn't gave us his son and in giving us his son that paved the way for us to come to god freely so with that being said when we live when we begin to live we begin to think about things okay how can i structure my finances that will help me to invest in my future self how can i begin to prepare now these are questions that we begin to ask ourselves when we after we give how can we live how can, how how are how, how am i going to live how am i going to live off the 80 percent that i have left how am I going to be a good steward over what God has placed in my hands? How am I going to manage what I have in my hands? That's how we begin to, to uh, look at retirement. Because if we're living for the moment and we're not thinking about our future selves, then that means we're saying to ourselves, you're not you what you you you're reaching old age is not important. 
Mm. You're saying you're not important to invest in yourself and structure your life in such a way that you will have something down the road. And not just to have something down the road, but have a, a plentiful, uh, have it plenty and in, in abundance. Because I don't believe in living scarce. I don't believe in just barely making it. I don't believe in just living from paycheck to paycheck. If God said he has given me the ability to get wealth, the last time I checked, wealth is not just living from paycheck to paycheck. Wealth is abundance. He has given me the skills. He has given you. He has given his children the power to get wealth. But we have to structure our lives where it's twofold, where we're looking at the now and we're looking at the future. And we're planning for the now and we're planning for the future. And this is what the financial world call long-term and short-term goals. You have to have those set in place. You have to have some short-term goals. Okay, what my money is going to look like a year from now? What my money going to look like three years from now? How I want my money to look 30 years from now? We have to have those plans, what we want, what we desire how our money to look. We have to have those short-term and long-term goals. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Because if we don't have uh, goals in mind uh, or targets, then, you know, what exactly are you working for? Mm -hmm. What exactly are you getting up and going to work for every day? What exactly, exactly driving for what are you looking to get out of your years of hard work mm -hmm. you know, what is your end result that you're looking for you know so these are some of the things that we need to ask ourselves right now you know what am i looking for what am i looking to get out of working all these years you know how am i going to do this and with that question Coach Pam can help you because now I, I do know you did just finish a financial course, a phenomenal course, I will say, of uh, the Nehemiah Method, and that won't come back around until the fall. I won't even get into that, but whew, that was a financial powerhouse. So you guys must take advantage of that when that comes back around in the fall, the Nehemiah Method. But something that you do that you can take advantage of now, which is budget analysis. So tell everyone about the budget analysis and what exactly that is. Um, it's uh, twofold. If you already have a, a budget, because some people do have a budget, but it's not a working budget. It does not work for them in their family. It's not it's, it doesn't work for what they're trying to do for their lives and they're you know they can be you know somebody that's being frustrated because they don't know how to get their budget to work so what a but when i do a bu budget analysis excuse me i take a look at um your budget and see um that you already have and see how uh we can move forward 
and uh, meeting those financial targets that you have set in place. I give you strategies on how to how to move forward um, financially. Also, if you don't have a budget or a working budget and or a spending plan, I help you to develop strategies on how to um, structure your money so you can get the most up from it. So um, it's in simple terms, um, I with the budget uh, analysis, I do financial planning. I will give you a, a financial plan for your finances. So that's what a bu budget analysis is. I take a look at uh, what you're doing with your money and I make recommendations for that, how you can better manage your money. So that's what a budget analysis is in the simplest of terms. As we're wrapping this up, let me ask you this. You went through a divorce, like you said earlier. I did. You went through the struggles of living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. You've come out on the other side. Mm -hmm. So now, why do you want to teach other people how to become financially free? I'm glad you asked that, uh, Evangelist Tabitha. Because when I was going through my situation, I didn't have anyone to teach me all of these principles. I didn't have anyone to teach me, okay, you're a single mom now, you're living on one income, and, and that income is a fixed income. And I didn't have anyone to uh, teach me. These are the principles or the systems that you put in place so that you won't, you know, squander all of your money or you can have something, you know, for your savings or for an emergencies, you know, God forbid. But we have to look at it. We are human. We are living life and emergencies come up. Things happen. So we have to plan for the unexpected. And I didn't have all of this, you know, when I was going through um from being married and not working to being single and working. I didn't know, you know, all of these principles about money. I didn't know I had to cultivate my money mindset. I didn't know I had to, you know, get on a spending plan. I didn't know I had to be a good steward over my money. I didn't know these things. I didn't know how to be a good steward over my money. So a lot of things I, I did as a single parent, I learned through trial and error. So that was, this is, you know, with me being single uh, at that time and coming out on the other side, I want to be able to help other single parents avoid those pitfalls, those financial pitfalls and mishaps, you know, that we could potentially have with our money. Because sometimes when you have a pitfall, it can take you or a misstep, it can take you years to recover financially. It can take you a minute to recover financially. That is so true. That is so true. It can. Uh, we learned, my husband and I learned through trial and error um, on some things. And 
you know, we thank God that we're not living paycheck to paycheck now. But again, had we known some things then and, you know, different things that we know now, I do believe things mm-hmm. would have been a lot, a lot better, a lot better and mm-hmm. a lot easier on some things. So that's why mm-hmm. now we try to um, teach our children, but not only our children, but help people along the way. And I think, you know, it's a saying somewhere, each one teach one. So, you know, you learn something, you try to reach out. There has been so many nuggets that you have, you know, shared with us today that, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I've had my notepad here, my pen, and I've been taking notes, the debt snowballing method. Uh, I heard about it, but you explained it in depth. So I thank you for that. Those of you who caught, uh, came on late and you didn't catch that, that debt snowballing method is that you take the smallest debt and you pay that down and then you go to the next smallest debt and you pay that down and you continue that cycle until your debt is paid down and she reminded us about the meal planning that we were talking about ways during that portion as far as um helping to save money some of the um store apps uh, such as Dollar General, uh, don't want to plug anyone else that we're not getting paid for, but <laughs> the store apps, things like that, um, that will help save you some money. But I think the biggest uh, one is, is that I am an investment. So mm-hmm. those of us who are in the faith-based community, after we've paid our tithe and given our offering, don't forget to invest in yourself because you are important because after, and I like that after we give, we have to live. Mm -hmm. So I really uh, like that reminder because once we leave out of the building or nowadays, you know, wherever we're worshiping, we Mm -hmm. still have to live Mm -hmm. and we get to retirement age or wherever it is there there we are. So mm-hmm. we're not living for the now because we do have to live now, but we have to live in the future too. And mm-hmm. our finances play a part in that. And if we are who we say we are in Christ, then we have to count the cost for our future and save with a purpose. Save with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Don't save all willy nilly, but save with a purpose. You know, whether you plan to make a, a big purchase, whether you are planning for a big investment later, or whether you are just putting that money aside because you know that sooner or later you plan to retire mm-hmm. or take a big vacation, but save to have a nest egg, as the uh, older generation used to say. But nonetheless, don't forget to take care of yourself. So at this time, Coach Pam, I'm going to let you have your closing remarks. I would love to leave your listeners and your viewers and those who would catch the replay with this. A lot of times we we hear a lot of people saying, plan this out, plan, plan here, plan this. 
you know, we 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 go to, you know, a lot of meetings and conferences and they teach us how to put together a plan. They teach us how to, you know, put a put a plan together for marketing, put a plan together for, you know, financial well-being, put a plan together for weight loss. All the planning in the world is not going to get you from point A to point B. And that point B being results. What's going to get you from point A, from the plan to the result, is execution. You mm -hmm. have to execute the plan. And a lot of times we get stuck in the planning part. We get stuck in just, you know, looking, we, we come up with a plan and a year later, that plan is still there. Um, excuse me. Um. The, the plan is still there. And um, I'm sorry, y'all. I just, I forgot to unlock the door. The plan is still there, but we fail to execute. We, we fail to put that plan into action. We have to do the work. And the Bible tells us faith without works is dead. If you have a plan and you don't put any work to it, then that plan is dead. It's not going to get you anywhere. So we have to be willing to put the plans, the procedures, the systems that we have in place. We have to be we have to be willing to do the work and carry out the plan. We have to execute because execution brings us into the, the, the desired results that we're hoping for. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's exactly right. We can we can talk about it all day long, but you talk is cheap. Action speaks louder than words. So you have to do what you say you're gonna do. If you want to lose weight, but you're sitting there eating Twinkies and donuts and all of the fast food all day, that's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. You are, you know, going opposite the direction that you want to go. You know, if home is down Main Street and, you know, you going the other way, then you're not going to get home. You know, mm -hmm. so you must execute the plan. You must do the necessary steps that it takes in order to get to where you want to go. Point blank, period. That's, that's, right. what, that's what you're going to have to do. So if we say we want to save money, then save money. You know, maybe you can't eat out three times a week. Maybe exactly. once, a week, once a week is going to do it. Um, maybe, you know, you can't buy name brand everything. Scale back some in order to save for that new house. Save mm -hmm. for that car. Just save, period. You That's know? right. Then always, I guarantee you, you won't die without a pair of Jordans or you won't die with a, without a pair of uh, Louis Vuittons or without a coach bag or something of that nature, you know, that's right. It doesn't have to be a new car. It could be a gently used car, but that's it's still right. just the same because that, you know, when we get into other things that depreciates, it you know, does. It, it depreciates. So when we begin to look at things like that, see how your money can work for you instead of you working for your money. But that's right. That's another show, like we talked about, that's another show. 
when we can invest and then get those various streams of income. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Where you are sitting down and your money is working for you continuously. That's right. Uh, and Coach Pam can coach you in those directions too. So, you know, that's bringing your faith into action when you, you know, save some and then you want to begin that portfolio as she talked about. You allow your money to work for you. You can also do that. It's just all in what you want to do and how you want to work. But I'm a believer that I want to work smart and not hard. That's that, right. That's what I'm going to do. God gave us, you know, a mind and we need to use it to work smart and not hard. So, Coach Pam, how can our listeners and our viewers get in touch with you to uh, take advantage of the budget analysis? Um, They can reach out to me via email, pcsfinancial8 at gmail.com. Or they can find me on Facebook. Um, look me up on Facebook at PCS Financial. Um, I'm on there, and they can inbox me um, via my uh, messenger. So it's PCS Financial eight at gmail.com or PCS Financial um, Facebook. Well, Coach Pam. I greatly appreciate you today. Thank you again for inviting me. You are more than welcome. You have been an awesome guest. You have shared so much with us today. We have discussed merging our faith and finances together today. We have been talking with financial strategist and financial coach, this excellent Phenomenal woman of God, first of all, intercessor, prayer warrior, Lord have mercy, <laughs> educator, yes, she is, uh, Pamela Connor. And she has just enlightened us on so much. And I really thank God for you. I thank you for taking time out and sharing with us today about our faith and finances and letting us know that we are an investment, reminding us that, you know, Wealth is abundance because Jesus did it all on the cross. He's already mm-hmm. settled it. He did it all on the cross. Thank you for reminding us that there is more. There yes. is more. But uh, mainly you reminded us that we've got to do something because faith without works is dead. So mm-hmm. we have to execute the plan, no matter what the plan is, that we have got to execute it. So again, uh, Ms. Pamela Connard with PCS Financial. You can reach her with PCS Financial, the number eight at gmail.com, or you can look her up on Facebook, Pamela Scott, or with PCS Financial Group. Check her out because we all need a budget. We all need a budget. And you may have a budget, but is your budget working for you? Allow her to help you with the budget analysis today. See what you have working, what's not working for you. She will definitely help you to get it going in the right direction. And then when the phone rolls back around and the Nehemiah method, when she's ready to offer that course again, please take advantage of that. 
And thank you all for tuning in today for another edition of Talking with Tabitha. Thank you for allowing us to talk with you about faith and finances. I love you so much. And as I always say, when we are exiting, I love you. And there is absolutely positively nothing that you can do about it. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking with Tabitha. I pray that you were inspired, encouraged, empowered, and that your faith was renewed. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to leave a comment or have a topic that you would like discussed, please contact us at talkingwithtabitha at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, IG, and YouTube at Talking with Tabitha. And as I always say in closing, I love you. And there is absolutely, positively nothing you can do about it. Be blessed.